With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I have the power. I have it. Welcome to That's Good Sports. I'm Brandon. Why do the bad NFL teams feel much, much worse than the bad NFL teams in years past, Perna? The Patriots absolutely embarrassed the New York Jets on Monday Night Football last night, completing the primetime trifecta of shame this week. It started with my Broncos having their asses handed to them by the Mahomeless but well-fed Chiefs. The Eagles shatting in Dallas, who just a week ago lost to the fucking Jets. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Crazy pills! Crazy pills! Crazy pills! Or chewable vitamin C. Mmm. NFL trades are happening, so shitty teams can stockpile picks and good teams can get richer. I will discuss the Mohamed Sanu trade, the Garyon Conley trade, and my beloved Emmanuel Sanders. Use the nickname wisely, San Francisco. And why Sam Darnold has replaced mono with spectrophilia, aka ghost fornicating, today on That's Good Sport. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. Following a team you love in 2019 can be time-consuming. Trying to follow everything happening in sports is almost impossible. That's why I subscribe to Axios Sports, the best free daily newsletter in the land. When you sign up for free at sports.axios.com, you'll get the best stories from the NBA and NFL to cricket or ping pong and everything in between. It's super simple to sign up and it is free. Sports.axios.com. Join the 100,000 sports fans who get caught up on the day before it even begins. And best of all, there's no paywall, no subscription fee, nothing. This is free curated sports content delivered directly to you. So sign up for free at sports.axios.com. Now before we dive into my shitty jokes, I must take a second to honor former Raiders and Broncos corner Willie Brown who passed away today at the age of 78. Brown played 16 seasons in the NFL back when tackling was still allowed, so that's really a really long time to play. Brown literally invented bump and run coverage because he was smart enough to realize most wide receivers are divas who hate contact at the line and had a pick six for the Raiders in Super Bowl XI against the Vikings, which was the longest pick six in Super Bowl history until James Harrison broke that record. So rest in peace, Willie Brown, a true NFL legend, and my favorite mother lover to play the game. But as always, hold on, I told you to settle down. <laughs> Love this guy. As always, uh, for every year I like to wish all the mothers out there happy Mother's Day. It was the next Sunday. Don't forget, guys, my mom's special, Mrs. Al Davis' special. So happy Mother's Day to you. So don't forget, guys, go shopping, all right? 
Breaking. The Detroit Lions have traded safety Quandre Diggs in a 2021 seventh round draft pick to the Seahawks after I shot and edited this episode, a, a terrible theme for this season. Detroit, though, receives a fifth round draft pick. Quandre Diggs is a pretty good safety, especially considering Detroit has used him as a slot corner at times, so getting just a fifth rounder for a guy who had three picks and 78 tackles last year might mean Detroit got fleeced. Fleeced. Uh, Their fans and players certainly think so, specifically Darius Slay, who said this is some bullshit. The Houston Texans sent a third-round pick to the Raiders for 2017 first-round draft pick corner Garyon Conley. I mention where he was drafted because that is his greatest stat. Conley did have three picks last year on an atrocious Raiders defense. The Texans can use corner help immediately with Bradley Roby being down with a hamstring strain. Robe Doc, I've got a strain that will... Cure what ails you, my friend. Texans corner Jonathan Joseph and safety Tashawn Gibson also banged up and are already listed as questionable for this week's game against, guess who? The Raiders. John Gruden was asked about the trade and he responded by saying, we want to look at younger players. Disregard the notion that that makes Gruden kind of sound like a pedo and focus on the fact that Garyon Conley is only 24 and was drafted in 2017. 24 years old is too old for the Raiders. I may be moving my midlife crisis up a few years with my 35th birthday staring me down in a week. Fuck. Now imagine being so good you beat a team 33 to zero and then the next day say, damn, we need to get better. That's the unfortunate fuckingly ridiculous world Patriots fans get to live in. The Patriots have traded a second round pick for Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Mohamed Sanu. Apparently handing the Patriots one Super Bowl on a silver platter wasn't enough for Atlanta, as they are now giving them a tough, savvy, sure-handed receiver who isn't afraid to block. The kind of guy the Patriots will do absolutely nothing with though in their offense that seems to work perfectly every week. Apparently, New England tried to make a play for Sanu during the NFL draft, but that was back when the Falcons had hope for this season. Taking Sanu off the team makes a lot of sense for the Falcons if Matt Schaub has to start this weekend in place of Matt Ryan dealing with an ankle injury. It's always a good idea to make the job harder for your backup quarterback so he does not outshine the starter and cause a QB controversy to distract from the rumors your head coach could be fired at any minute. But now for some sad news. And it pains me to say this, but Emmanuel Sanders is no longer a Denver Bronco. John Elway traded Sanders and a fifth round pick to the San Francisco 49ers for a third and fourth round pick in 2020. I believe this gives the Broncos three third round picks and two fourth round picks uh, for the 2020 draft and close to six million in new cap space. The best part about this trade is that Sanders didn't go to the Patriots, which if Denver and Atlanta finish with the same record, the Broncos will get the better draft pick because they weren't dumb enough to help the fucking Patriots. The 49ers do get a much needed receiving threat to help 
bolster their offense. Sanders, who has played with Gary Kubiak and Rich Scangarello, who was the 49ers QB coach last season, now the Broncos OC, will be able to instantly pick up Kyle Shanahan's offense. Sanders is 32 and Torres Achilles last season, but should become the second best ball catcher in San Fran next to George Kittle with ease. Because he has the power! And if you say I have the power, Emmanuel Sanders, it will actually be true again now that you're in San Francisco on a good team. Right now, the 49ers' leading wide receivers are Debo Samuel with 15 receptions for 168 yards and Marquise Goodwin with 11 receptions for 181 yards. Are they an offense that doesn't utilize their wide receivers or do they not utilize their wide receivers because they don't have any? Either way, Sanders should be able to slide in by Sunday when they play the Panthers. Plus, the 49ers will be getting Kyle Juszczyk and tackles Joe Staley and Mike McGlinchey all back soon. Although, it does suck for a player coming off an Achilles injury not getting a bye week this season. So maybe the 49ers do rest Sanders this week or at some point I would, at least because this is a team that's going to the playoffs and they need Sanders for the long haul. Sanders wanted to go to a good team and John Elway gave him his wish. That's right. Here in Colorado, if you don't believe John Elway is a magic genie who gave us three Super Bowls, you will be deported to Wyoming or Kansas. God bless John Elway. Sanders will exit Denver as the Broncos' leading receiver, not in yards or touchdowns, but in keeping it real and always looking great. Now, the Patriots did shut out the Jets on Monday Night Football 33-0. This game was so easy for the Patriots that Bill Belichick nearly smiled during the game. The last time Bill Belichick nearly smiled during a football game was because his headphones accidentally picked up a news radio signal and Belichick heard a bunch of innocent people had been killed in a terrorist attack. Yes, human misery makes Belichick happy. Just like the Patriots defense made Sam Darnold see ghosts. Seen ghosts, seen ghosts. Now don't overcredit the Pats D though. Sam Darnold sees ghosts because he is sexually attracted to them. His mono evolved into spectophilia. How do I know that? His three favorite movies are The Sixth Sense, Ghost, and Ghost Dad. Bill Belichick also loves Ghost Dad, but that's because he loves Bill Cosby. And he didn't become a Bill Cosby fan until 2018. Adam Gase criticized Monday Night Football for airing the ghost comment. Uh, hey Adam, maybe just focus on coaching your team. What's the point of miking up players if we never get the good stuff? which we rarely do. The ghost comment makes Darnold more likable. A guy admitting that he's playing bad in the heat of the moment is more moving than a ghost man and a regular human woman throwing clay on a potter's wheel. It humanizes him. And it seems silly for Gase to focus on a soundbite from Monday Night Football and not the fact that he needs to fix literally every part of his team on every single level. That's like being diagnosed with cancer and seeking treatment to clear up your back knee. I'll treat this skin cancer as soon as my back clears up and I can go out and get a solid tan. Sun's out, guns out, bro. Sun's out, guns out. Ugh. Also, Adam Gase had to approve Sam Darnold being mic'd up, so, so just, just shut up. 
Andrew Perloff of the DP Show posted this stat about the three best defenses in the league right now, which are the Patriots, 49ers, and Bills, who have all faced the easiest football schedules, which is probably why the Bills were the only team to come close to beating the Patriots. And by close, I mean if they had a quarterback who could get through a game without throwing three atrocious picks, they may have won. The Pats and 49ers are both undefeated and both added receivers to their teams today via a trade and both starts quarterbacks drafted by the Patriots, a Super Bowl story in the making. Now, I think the Patriots defense is elite. I really do. They earned that in the last Super Bowl. But this season, they have faced the deadly arms of Ben Roethlisberger, whose arm was literally shredded to shit on the inside, a Fitzmagic Josh Rosen combo of four interceptions, Luke Falk the first time with the Jets, and then Sam Darnold, who combined for five picks together and less than 100 yards passing for each guy, rookie Daniel Jones, Colt McCoy, and Josh Allen slash Matt Barkley, who like with the Dolphins combo before them, combined for four picks. And the next on the docket is the NFL's interception leader in Baker Mayfield of the Browns for the Patriots. At no time in NFL history has a defense that good faced shitty competition for eight straight weeks. And at this point, I am truly rooting for the Pats. With the Dolphins and Bengals still on their schedule, I am hoping the Patriots set the record for the most wins against winless teams in NFL history. I do have Big Dick Patreon shoutouts for Toasty Buffalo, Poor Brandon, I'll Always Love You Still, thank you, General Kenobi, Robert Cochran, Bradley Dunlap, Fuck Adam Rank, well, he may be right, which, ah, dang it, Flaccid Cake, Haywood Jablomi, (laughs) Bernie or Guillotine 2020, and Nick Najeski. Thank you guys so much for your donations. You can support this channel, patreon.com slash that's good sports. Thanks for watching another episode. Please subscribe here on YouTube. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, at Brandon Perna. If you're into the social media bullshit that runs all of our lives, you can follow me at those places if that's what you care about. Also, give out Wilkie 6 a follow on Twitter. He helps me write stuff. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good.